0: Hey friends, welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. My name is Bethany Lee, and this is episode number nine. Kira Plymeyer is a professional rider, trainer, and professional model. How she juggles all of it, I don't know, but she touches on that in this episode. She also talks about her struggles with coming from someone who's super passionate about riding to breaking into the career as a young professional and what that looks like. Kira also talks about her struggle with eating disorders and how prevalent it is in the industry. So if you're looking for a lesson in breaking into your career, despite the struggles along the way, you're in the right place. Hey, Kira. Hi, Bethany. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Good. Enjoying
1: another beautiful day in Southern California. Uh, I am jealous. It is hot
0: and humid here in Florida. <laughs> oh man, I don't know where fall is, to be honest. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Well, I am so happy to have you on on the Equestrian podcast today. Um, for those who don't know, Kira is a model and she is a pro rider. She is in um, Santa Barbara, California. And um, just wanted to hear a little bit more about her story. So, Kira, if you just want to go ahead and kind of talk to us about your story as a journey from child to young professional, um, kind of what you did and how you got where you are today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, from a very young age, I was completely obsessed with horses. And uh, my mom rode when she was a child, so she introduced it me. And, um, it was all I ever wanted to do. Even from when I was three years old, I just would like constantly talk about horses. And, um, I was lucky enough that I had parents who supported me pursuing that and then having that interest, but I didn't have the financial backing that a lot of people, my age in my region, had um hunter jumpers especially are known to be particularly expensive and of course that was a discipline I chose <laughs> um and had a lot of passion for so I started out and then grew up as a working student from a really young age I would go um there was a local trainer down the street and I would groom her miniature donkey for her I was like eight years old and um clean stalls and you know help groom the other horses etc in exchange for lessons and that kind of grew from there to where I rode a lot of lesson horses then um as I got older and a little more experienced as a junior um I would get some sales horses if they needed a junior to ride those and um, I did have a couple of personal horses myself. Um, I had an off-the-track thoroughbred who was a really fun project and um, another mare who was very quirky. But I would say it was actually a great way, in my opinion, to start out because I was like never on the same horses. Um, I worked really hard for the opportunities or experiences that I was able to get. And so I was always very grateful for Every horse show, every lesson, every ride, every horse, even if it tried to kill me every day, um, <laughs> I just have always had an incredible hunger for that.
0: Awesome. So what would you say, now kind of fast forward a little bit to today, um, what is a normal day like for you? I know you, you didn't quite touch on um, your modeling background, but how do you kind of weave both them in? Because you are, I mean, you are still, even though you're riding full-time, you are still modeling. A decent amount, right?
1: I am. Um, you know, I've always been a busy person, and I like to keep myself busy. So, I my normal day is a pretty active schedule. Um, I do not model full time like I did for a while. Um, I kind of took a step away from that, maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago. Um, so, a normal day for me now is. I'm a morning person, always have been. So I'm always up early riding, usually before the sun comes up, and that's just the way I like to do it. Um now with our recent time change. That's been actually a lot easier because the sun's coming up earlier. Yeah. But I'm I'm not a huge fan of the early sunsets, but you can't win all of them, I suppose. And so usually I ride early, um and will ride throughout the morning. Um, client horses. And if I can, a couple days a week, I like to also take maybe an hour or two out of the morning for myself and fit in a workout. Um, I don't do a lot of cardio because I'm so active during the day, but I've actually really found that fitness has been an excellent way to kind of supplement my riding and make myself stronger in areas where I felt a little weaker before. So I try to do that. I can fit it in um, a lot of abs, which are great for your posture. That always helps my back. My back gets sore. Um, So that's a part of some days. And then I usually continue to ride and have clients, whether that be um, clients coming to watch their horse be ridden or teaching a couple lessons. I have several amateur clients who do ride and I teach them lessons. Um, A majority of my horses are investment horses or um, privately owned or syndicate owned. So um, I'm actually lucky that. A lot of my time is spent just with myself and the horses because a lot of the owners uh, do not live locally. And um, that really simplifies my day because I can set my own schedule. I am still finishing my business degree. So probably by the mid-afternoon, I am usually done with my rides and lessons and will dedicate the rest of the evening to school. Now, this is different when I have to travel for modeling or have something booked. Um, I lived in LA for a lot of years. And so Santa Barbara still is about an hour and a half away. So the proximity is perfect. And I try to book maybe one or two modeling jobs a month. Um, it's been a great asset for me financially. Um, the modeling has really enabled me to be able to continue supporting my education um, as a young professional in the business it's hard when you first start out to really make um a really lucrative salary. So it also is interesting, you know, I always enjoy seeing a totally different world and it's been really nice for me to kind of take a step away from that modeling industry and be able to pursue you know my true passions and real interests while still maintaining a role there it kind of changes up my life a little bit, which is nice, but it, you know, if I travel during fashion month for instance, um, you know, we're all over the US and then all over Europe um, for an extended period of time. And I always miss the horses while I'm away.
0: Gotcha. Awesome. Um, so, kind of back to um, where you were at with the transition of working under someone as a young professional. Um, I know that because uh, that's how I know you working. Shout out to Far West Farms over yep. in Columbus, where we used to work yep. together. Um, so, how did you find that the transition was, or what did you do? To go from working under someone to branching out on your own, and how did you find clients, and what was that process like? You know, it's a really interesting question because I'm sure everyone's path
1: is very different. But for me, it happened very organically. Um, I moved from LA, where I was living, to Santa Barbara, where I'm originally from. And what since I was back in town in Santa Barbara, um, I ended up picking up a private client here, and. From there, it just grew where I ended up having more and more business um, here in Santa Barbara and less time and freedom to make that commute down to far west, which is very close to LA. Um, I don't think I ever experienced a set time where I realized that I wanted to branch out on my own. Um, I think opportunities have kind of presented themselves, which I'm really grateful about. And it's been a really interesting kind of new direction in my career. And having said that, I still maintain like close contact with the Kerasisi's family in far west and um I work with them from time to time and I also have been able to kind of supplement um my own work with my own clients and horses with catch riding for different trainers um on the west coast the east coast Europe um I spent some time two summers ago in Germany showing young horses there which was wonderful experience but I would say throughout this whole transition into more of my own business or working for myself, um, probably the biggest value has been continuing to learn or continuing my own education because I'm constantly trying to seek new opportunities and experience that will allow me to keep growing as a professional and as a person in general. I think, you know, I, I always reference the fact that horses. In general, and hunter jumpers, or just the equestrian sport, I don't think anyone's ever done learning. There's so much that we can know,
0: which is something I love about it. But I want to keep myself moving forward in that realm. Yeah, that is so true. Um, so, with everything you have going on, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges for you as um, as a young professional, kind of working within the modeling industry and the equestrian world? You know.
1: I think in life in general, but also as I look back on my own history, some of the things that I viewed as the biggest challenges have also turned into be blessings. Um, you know, I think you grow from challenges, which is inevitable in life, but you know, like modeling for instance, um, literally fell into my lap. You know, I, growing up, I was tall and blonde and was constantly approached by different agents, different people, different brands. And, you know, I was a horse girl. So I never, <laughs> I really never pursued it or had a huge interest in it. And um, when I was living in LA working for the CCs one day somebody approached me and um, a really, very nice agent. And I thought, why not? You know, I'll call them. And it it turned into helping me a lot with the financial demands of my goals, both academically um, for college and professionally, because supporting yourself as a young professional in the industry is definitely difficult. Um, I think speed bumps in terms of personal challenges and that type of thing were in general, in my career, uh, a lack of finances for, you know, my equestrian side of my career. Um, Catch riding as a junior gave me the opportunity to learn from so many different trainers and get different perspectives, which also helped me learn to ride all different types of horses, which is something that I use every day now as I work with a lot of young horses or difficult horses. I work with older horses, you know. Um, I think starting with the rank ones and then kind of building your way yeah, really made me more of an adaptable rider and gave me a lot more experience. So the financial challenge, I think, has really paid off in general. And, you know, I think I have more of a hunger, more of a desire, and more kind of an appreciation for every aspect of everything than I would if I would have started with a lot of money. Not to say that people who come from affluent backgrounds don't have an appreciation, don't work hard. Um, You know, I think they do as well. It's just a slightly different perspective. You know, I think another huge personal challenge that I've struggled with throughout a lot of my life has been um, staying healthy. I was diagnosed with anorexia about maybe nine years ago and um, eight years ago. And that's been a huge personal challenge that's held me back from um, not just riding or modeling or just life in general. Um, I've always been very personally driven and regimented. Um, I'm always my own biggest critic. And when this comes to successes or achieving things academically or with horses, that can be a blessing because I've always been so driven. Um, And Bethany, you know this about me. I'm always like, let's keep working. Let's (laughs) always (laughs) looking for the next, the next task. But personally that can be very tough because I, I, used to have more of a tendency where i would hold myself to standards which were literally impossible so if you it's like a game you can never win um when i entered into modeling there was a constant pressure to be thinner lose weight um naturally i'm tall and i'm long and lean i've never been a heavy heavy person but i felt that being smaller was what i needed to do to be successful in the industry i think also as a junior rider i felt that that as well um you know as a catch rider i was always trying to make myself a marketable product for trainers who would want their horses shown by a junior and i was lucky enough to be blessed with kind of the equitation quote-unquote body that um you know people think looks looks pretty on a horse and i was always very conscious of that and trying to maintain that the thin the long legs um you know i felt that i guess my image was directly related to um my ability to gain offers and experiences from people. So I think that was kind of something that's been ingrained in me for quite a long time. And um, you know, when this started becoming more of a pressure with the modeling, uh food really just became like bad in my mind. And I would punish myself, literally, by not allowing myself to have proper nutrition. And this could be I had a bad round at a horse show, I got a poor grade on a test. Um There was a modeling job where I wasn't satisfied with the results. Um, And this quickly deteriorated everything. My energy went down. Um, My life just became no longer sustainable. I mean, it's true that food and water and sleep are fuel for what you want to do. And I know you can agree, Bethany, that what we do with the horses is incredibly demanding physically and mentally. Um, And if you're not properly fueled up to do that, it makes it really hard to perform your job as well as you want to. Um, you know, I couldn't ride as effectively or accurately as I wanted to when I was losing weight and unhealthy. Uh, It was hard for me to focus on my school assignments and education is always something that I've really valued. And I didn't find that I was able to do that as productively or as well as I had been before. Um, And in modeling, I mean, during fashion week, for instance, it's long nights, you don't get a lot of sleep. I mean, you need to be fueling yourself and helping yourself out in in every other way other than you know you might not get a lot of sleep you're going to be on a plane the whole time and whatever and I literally fell off the runway at um LA fashion Week one year because I was just weak and not on top of it and I just rolled my ankle and fell not even on the runway like off of the runway into the into the crowd so that was kind of a wake-up call too as like here I need to step it up and really get you know, get it together. And throughout all of this, um, I was lucky to have support of family and friends and even, um, you know, certain trainers who I've worked with in the past who said, Kira, you got to get healthy. And it took several stays in, in different rehabs and different programs. And each time my motivation was, I need to get out so I can go back to riding my horses. This is all I want to do. I can't ride. This is, you know, and Um, it finally hit a stage where I was just feeling stuck and frustrated. I mean, this was maybe three years ago or so, two or three years ago. And I just realized that truly the only thing holding me back was myself and with an eating disorder or, you know, by not taking care of myself properly, none of my goals were able to be achieved. And I think that's true, you know, whether you're a model you're a horseback rider, you're just an average person doing something totally different. Um, I think if you don't take care of yourself and treat your body well, and and also embrace loving yourself more, um, that self-worth is huge. And, you know, I was holding myself back from being able to ride the horses that I wanted to ride, um, being able to attract the clients that I wanted to attract. Um, I was having to constantly start and stop my school programs if I was, you know, sick and going into a a residential program somewhere, um, and personally, I think it really takes away from your personality, um, your energy, your mentality. I mean, I was absent just in a lot of my personal relationships as well. So a life change was certainly needed, and I, I do think that you know I was saying the challenges can be blessings. I do think that having overcome that and um, really now have my Sights clear on where I want to go and what I'm doing and for maintaining focus in that respect, I think has also been a huge blessing because just like with the lack of finances and then working for it, I think I've really, again, overcome some personal obstacles that I would have needed to deal with in life, regardless of what I chose to do. And I think now coming out the other side of that, you know, the last couple of years, I've been able to really full appreciation for what i'm doing but also it's only made me more focused and more driven um towards my goals and more appreciative also of where i am now in this life that i'm so grateful to have that i would not have
0: been able to build had i been unhealthy yeah that's amazing i mean i feel like you touched on two challenges that are huge in the equestrian industry and um I guess for, for both aspects, um, for people who are struggling with whether they have an eating disorder, whether they have, um, whether they're, uh, they're struggling to become a professional in the, in the horse world, but they just can't seem to get there because of finances or, um, other struggles like that. What would, what kind of advice would you give to them? You know,
1: interestingly, as you were saying that the two things that came to mind, really the one main thing that came to mind, is to not be afraid to put yourself out there and to reach out. Um, You know, I mean, from a health perspective, I would always encourage anyone, if you're struggling, and whether that's depression or substances or an eating disorder or any type of um, hardship, I think there's a lot of shame. related to all those subjects. And I think reaching out and knowing that being better and having a fuller life is possible. I think people get um, hopeless. I felt hopeless, you know, plenty of times. And then, you know, just having other people or other support systems to motivate me along the way has been crucial because without that, I don't think I would have had the personal strength to get through all of it and keep pushing and come out the other side where you know, now I have a life that I love. Um, and I think a similar thing about somebody who is a junior rider and, you know, wants more show experience or wants to ride more often and can't afford to do it, or um, you know, someone who's a young professional and is wanting to gain clients or um, you know, just pursue new opportunities that way. I think one of the most important things is to really not be afraid to put yourself out there and seek opportunities um you know always remember karen healy who you have huge respect for and throw yourself at their feet and i was like i don't you know I'm, i'm kind of a shy person by nature i was like i don't really know how to do that but you know i really took those words to heart and you know, the opportunities which I've been able to have have been, uh, you know, created by me by approaching, you know, the care CCs. I had huge admiration for their program, Um, huge admiration for Nick and Coast and Jenny as a rider, obviously is incredible. And that drove me in high school, I approached them and I said, do you need a working student? And I went and rode and I met all of them and they said, you're hired, you know, so I came in and was a working student for them. And I think whether that be catch riding or offering your help for other trainers, um, I think continuing to have that hunger or that thirst for the horses is huge. I also think that getting the best education possible is really important because, you know, if you're not a willing to work hard or be mindful about putting yourself in positive experiences or good learning opportunities, then it's really hard to get where you're going. But you know, I have an appreciation for the industry as well. And it can be, I mean, any industry is hard. Um, the equestrian industry is notoriously difficult. And I really think that if you do the right thing and you're a good person and you work hard and you're friendly to other people and, you know, you continue to just do your best and keep growing, I I do think that that's recognized, um, by other professionals and other people in the industry. And For me, that's paid off hugely in terms of learning experiences, um, you know, various rides or sponsors, um, and continues to do so. You know, I, Bethany, I know you'll laugh at this, but um, Nick Keraseses, who we both worked with for quite a while, he always repeated to me over and over, he said, do the right thing, and the right thing will happen. (laughs) which I'm sure you remember. (laughs) And I still think this to myself. I tell him all the time. I think about it all the time. I think this to myself all the time. Like, do the right thing. Work hard. You know, um, continue to put, like, your best self forward. And I do think that the right thing will happen, whether that be with personal struggles or with, you know, professional ambitions. I think hard work is rewarded at the end of the day. And I think that's really my biggest um, suggestion or kind of comment about getting where you want to go in general.
0: Awesome. Well, I love that. I mean, I really think that you have touched on two aspects that are very prevalent in the equestrian world and are rarely talked about. So I appreciate your honesty and your bravery to just kind of speak out with those two aspects. Um, and I think that uh, more people even um, struggle with them than we know. Um, and so absolutely, I, yeah, I love that. Um, you could talk to us about it today and kind of enlighten us on your process through both eating disorders and um, just your process financially to come to where you are today. So
1: yeah, I mean, thank you so much for asking me. I was so excited to hear that we would be talking and I think I'm an open book, you know, in general, but if anyone can hear about my process or your process or anything, and that can help them reach their goals, then that's the ultimate
0: goal there. Amazing. Amazing. I love it. Well, that is about all the time we have today. Um, You can go follow Kira on Instagram and kind of keep up with all of her modeling and all of her amazing horses she shows. Um, she is on Instagram at Kira Plymeyer. That's K I R A P L Y M I R E. But again, Kira, love you. So happy that you were on today. And um, I will talk to you soon. Okay, I love you so much. Thank you for having me. And we'll talk very soon. All right, bye. If you got something out of this episode, could you do me a favor? I would love you forever if you could take five seconds and head over to the app where you listen to this episode rate, and review the equestrian podcast. It's super easy to do and it allows people like you to find the podcast and it allows us to find some amazing new guests and create awesome content just for you. Thanks in advance. Until next time, my name is Bethany Lee. Enjoy the ride.